G'day and welcome to Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I am your host for this week's Grad Chat. Of course, a show like this could not happen without the support of the School of Graduate Studies and CFRC. So thank you very much to both of them. Now, don't forget, everyone, we're still fundraising until the end of December. You can donate via cfrc.ca. Just go to the GoFundMe campaign. All donations would be greatly appreciated. Now, today I would like to introduce you to Sidra Shafiq, who is doing a PhD in Biomedical and Molecular Sciences under the supervision of Dr. Louise Wynne. Welcome to Grad Chat, Sidra. Thank you, Colette. Okay, now it's interesting. A lot some of some of our students like to come on the show because it gives them an opportunity to practice talking about their research, of course, which is what it's all about. And with Cedra, it was it was interesting because she came to me at one of our workshops and said, "Claire, I really want to get on the show. I need to practice speaking." And and because her defence is coming up soon, so that's very very exciting for you. So congrats on going towards your defence, and I, I'm hoping this this session today will will help you a lot. Yeah, Colette, it is really important to communicate your research, especially in hardcore sciences, to general public, actually. Mm -hmm. So we people who are the students, especially the graduate students, must have such opportunities like three-minute thesis, grad chat, or communicating your work in the public gatherings, like we have uh, one at HOKO and homecoming. Uh, there right. is a session there too, when you can talk about your research with general public who absolutely have no idea what you are actually doing. I know because it was it's interesting when Cedra gave me her research topic, I had to have a bit of a laugh because without Wikipedia, I wouldn't have had a clue what she was saying in that one sentence. And so I'm just going to let you know, the research topic is valproic acid-induced neural tube defects. And I went, okay, all right, not quite sure what that means, but I'm, I'm going to look it up. But then she followed it up with a bit of an overview, a very short overview, where she said um, it's you know, looking at perturbations in embryonic cell signaling which induce birth defects such as these neural tube defects seen in children born to mothers who are exposed to valproic acid during pregnancy and so I was thinking about that okay I, I get some of that you know we, we're talking about birth defects so something's happening to the mum during pregnancy and this is causing these birth defects but I still had no idea what valproic acid is or neural tube defects so we're going to find that out right now to to help us all understand this amazing work that Cedra and the rest of the people in your lab um, under Dr Louise Wynne are doing so let's break it down so firstly what is valproic acid and was what is it generally used for Yes, my study synopsis is kind of tongue twister. But <laughs> it was a good one. It got me thinking. <laughs> but I would really like to explain it in, a, in plain words. So basically, I'm working with the birth defects. And birth defects are the defects in the baby when the baby is born. And valproic acid is a very effective drug 
for the treatment of uh, mood disorders. Okay. And it has been used since 1960s for the treatment of general epilepsy. Right. So it is prescribed in a wide area of the world, especially in the Europe and US and somewhat Canada for the treatment of bipolar disorders, mood disorders in the women of reproductive age. Okay. So it is prescribed in the women with the age of starting from 15 to 44 years. Okay. In that time period, women can get pregnant. What actually happens is that when a woman is getting valproic acid and she is practicing contraception but contraception has failed or she is not practicing contraception mm-hmm. or she doesn't even know that valproic acid is a drug that can cause the birth defects as studies show that 18 percent of women that study came in 2017 that 18 percent of women who are on valproic acid they literally don't know that it is teratogenic. Teratogenic means that it can cause birth defects. Oh, okay. So their physicians aren't letting them know that these are potential side effects taking this drug. These, yeah. these are the effects that the drug will have if you become pregnant. Yeah, so there is a gap mm-hmm. in the counselling session that either goes towards failed contraception, you're not you don't uh, physicians don't tell their patients to practice contraception right. or they don't know that if they get pregnant they may their babies may be affected so what actually happens is that i am working with the birth defect known as the neural tube defect right and what neural tube defect is during the development of baby there are two stages, embryonic stage and the fetal stage. Right, yes. And the in embryonic stage, it starts from conception till 10 weeks. Right. And the fetal stage is the one where the organs literally just grow. Okay, yep. On the foundation that was based in the embryonic stage. So it's a very important stage, that embryonic stage. Yeah, and... After you get pregnant, how come you know? You know when you miss your first period. Yes. And at the time of missing your first period, you have already in the stage of four to six weeks. Right. So you wouldn't know to go off your medication. So either you can't go off your medication or if you can go off your medication, there is risk-benefit analysis mm-hmm. that you were on a treatment for epilepsy or the seizure or mood disorders, and now you suddenly switch the drug and you are again having the, the relapse of your disease, right? right? Next happens is that in that four to six periods, the neural tube develops as a plate of cells and those cells fold together, make a tube. And that regular tube has two parts, a part towards our head that develops into the brain and the part towards our back and that develops into the spinal cord. Okay, right. This brain has 
a covering known as the skull mm -hmm. and that also develops after the successful closure of that plate into a tube. What actually happens is that valproic acid causes the cell damage that does not allow that neural tube to close okay. successfully. Right. If you imagine it is like zipping. So if uh, an area is not zipped, it will remain open. When it does not get closed at any point starting from head to toe or the start or the end, there will be a gap and that gap in head is known as the exencephaly. And that gap in the spinal cord is known as the spina bifida. In humans, it was first noted in 1980s that the babies born in the womb, uh, born by the women who are on the valproic acid have the high incidence of spina bifida. So that was the first time that they realized that this particular drug, which is helping mood swings, bipolar. Um, epilepsy, things like that. That was the first time they saw the connection between that drug and these defects. neural tube defects such as spina bifida. So if you can see in the big realm of birth defects, only 30% of birth defects have known cause and 70% of birth defects, we literally don't know how they happen. Okay. And out of those 30% birth defects that we know how they happen, some are due to genetic factors and some are due to environmental factors. So environmental factors include the exposure to radiation, okay. exposure to drugs, exposure to recreational things like alcohol and cannabis. From many teratogenic drugs, one was the thalidomide, if you remember. Yes, thalidomide, yes. Thalidomide was a sur uh, had a surge of babies without limbs in 1960s. Yes. And luckily, Canada was pro uh, protected because one of our FDA uh, person, Dr. Frances Kessley, did not allow it to use in Canada. She was awarded so many rewards for that. And l luckily in that period, we had just 100 to 200 people born with that with those defects as compared to 10,000 babies born all over the world. So I'm just giving you an example of how does a birth defect is related to the exposure to the drug. Right, right. Sorry, Sita, you mentioned the environment has can have a huge impact and we talked about the obvious ones alcohol and smoking and other sort of recreational drugs drugs and things can have an impact on on the embryo but is there another sort of area that is not necessarily done by yourself but just happens to be an environmental issue out there that is cause can cause some of these neural tube defects Thanks, Colette, for answering, uh, asking this important question. Because in, if you remember in 2015, 2016, there was an epidemic of Zika virus. Oh, okay, yes. And that epidemic started in Brazil. And yes. um, in that particular case, there were huge number of babies that were born with the neural tube defect. Okay. They had the absent skull and they were born to humans and still there is a lot of 
investigations being done that how does that cause the neural tube defect right so that you know there's lots of ways we can have these neural tube defects yeah and interestingly the babies with the neural tube defects are usually with the with the head defects don't survive but the babies that were born um, in the cases of zika virus they had the somewhat smaller heads known as the microcephaly okay and they survive and that survival had the huge impact socially yes and financially towards the governments and the healthcare right this is one example so can i butt in a little bit there then so women who are on valproic acid what is it about that drug that is inhibiting those cells to close correctly there's neural tubes to it's not zipping up correctly so what is it about that drug that is doing that or is that what you're looking at is that where you're trying to find out what is the connection what is it in that particular drug the chemistry of that drug is causing that issue is that what you're looking at So what I am exactly looking at is how the cells behave when they're exposed to valproic acid. Okay, yes. Followed by the valproic acid exposure to the mom and the effect on the baby. So I am exactly working with mouse model. Okay. And in mouse model we inject the valproic acid to the mom when she's pregnant at the time of the neural tube closure and then we look at the cell signaling mechanisms okay. that happen in that time period that result in failed neural tube closure right there are variety of ways in which that happens actually and i am looking at some of those and my lab has been working on this since last decade okay one of those mechanisms is the cell signaling pathway like i work with histone acetyltransferase enzymes well that was a big word oh uh, yeah i understand <laughs> that so actually so some some form of enzyme <laughs> so actually everything wraps around the DNA right DNA is the genetic code mm-hmm. that we have what valproic acid do, does is that it inhibits the enzymes that are related to the reading of those genes that are related to okay. the development okay. that are related to the cell growth right what we need for the neural tube closure is that cells grow and cell divide right. rapidly right so that they can fill up the space and they can get approximated right which means as you said using that zipper th- analogy yeah close up yeah there's this enough is, of them that it can close properly yeah so this is not a physical closure it is the closure that if you imagine that a paints are coming together spilled of paints and they mingle at the center okay. of the midline okay so this is not a physical closure it is a closure that comes from the result of cell division okay. rapid cell division yeah and 
number of cells that increase and those increased number of cells rapidly approach either each other and they zip off in the center so so what's the valproic acid doing because you you mentioned before that these cells form and eventually these particular areas close so clearly the valproic acid isn't stopping it totally it's just maybe stopping it too early is, is that correct kind of because when the zipping of neural tube happens there are the it is not at one point it starts at multiple foci okay along the whole line and depending on the valproic acid exposure which foci is unable to close and rest of the tube gets gets closed but that foci uh, focus remains open and is it because there's more concentration of that acid or is it just it's picked that point it is because the valproic acid works in the time period of closure of anterior neuropore and anterior neuropore is the area that is related to the closure of the neural tube in our forehead oh okay so there's two points you talked about in the part head. of the spine and the head part in the head okay and if it works in the spinal cord it will work at the extreme lower end okay. of the spinal cord closure point right so what happens is that actually valproic acid causes the death of the cells and we call them the apoptosis of the cells so they are not literally sufficient number of cells that grow and close the neural tube and there is there not sufficient growth of the cells so it inhibits cell growth as well and it does not that do directly so it acts basically on the Uh, mechanisms that are related to dna right or the genes and the genes that are related to the pathways of cell growth cell proliferation and cell survival okay so when the genes that are related to cell growth cell pathway and cell survival are snubbed down regulated we call it on our words right there is not sufficient amount of those cell signaling molecules that will help the cells to grow and proceed towards the closure of the neural tube so we've clearly figured out that this val- valproic acid can induce these neural tube defects which is great so you know the issue but then knowing the issue is one thing but we still have these women who are reliant on this valproic acid to help them with their mood swings and and those other areas that we talked about seizures and things like that even though we know what the issue is how do we then still help the the women who are on who was on this drug for a very particular reason or is there another drug that they can use because you don't want the 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 poor mother will not be getting their medication to control their issues. So so what are you hoping to come from the research that you've done because you've clearly been able to set by the sounds of it show that it one it is an issue having valproic acid and, and where the issue is and the timing of the effect in the embryo 
but what's next? How are we going to then help the mother in in the future? So actually, the ultimate goal of such a study... That's of, probably the easiest word, ultimate goal. Thank you. <laughs> ultimate goal of, the, uh, of such a study uh, where you are looking at the effect of a drug on the development of a birth defect, the components can be mechanism of development of the birth defect. Mm-hmm. And from that mechanism, when you identify the particular cell signaling pathways or the molecules, you go on the development of prevention, right? safe therapeutics, and you know that these are actually the mechanisms of the development of valproic acid-induced neural tube defects so they can be the prototype mechanisms that are actually relating to the development of the neural tube defects right this is one component the other component is that prevention of the neural tube defects can be by proper counseling ultimately looking at the risk benefit analysis of the women who are on the drug right and maybe switching to the other anti-epileptic drugs if it is particularly for epilepsy. Right. But unfortunately, it is so effective drug that it is part of the polytherapy as well. So unfortunately, as you're saying, it is an, it's a, a drug that's proven to really help the issues of epilepsy, etc. Probably, uh, are you saying... I don't know if you can say this, that it's one of the best drugs that people can be using to control. So then the next part is, as you mentioned too, is a better education of the side effects of this particular drug. And the side effects in this case is not necessarily on the person taking the drug, it's the unborn baby. So it's the embryo, fetus, etc. So education on that. I mean, you see these drug companies advertisements on tv and they go through everything possible of this defect or you could get this side effect etc etc so we clearly need to do more on that both on the the boxes of the the medication as well as the physician should be alerting them as soon as they go on it if they're not already that if you if you want to have children we need to discuss what else you could be taking because it will we've proven that we've got these side effects or happen to the unborn child yeah you have summarized it remarkably yay that <laughs> yes the there is an intimate relationship between physician and the patient right especially the women of reproductive age and there are so many ways in which neural tube defects can be prevented, mm-hmm. not only caused by the valproic acid. That's true, as you said, smoking, alcohol, all those sorts of things. But due to all other reasons as well, and one of the methods is the fortifying your diet with the folic acid. Folic acid fortification was started in U.S. and it rapidly resulted in decline of neural tube defects. Okay, right. Yeah, and we still don't know what it exactly, how does it exactly happen that folic acid causes the prevention, except we know that this is a small molecule that is helping the DNA or genes 
replication right and dna being streamlined not to cause any perturbations right right but this is there's still an extensive research being done what we have a good thing in us canada and now and in other most of the countries the diet is fortified with folic acid and interesting thing is that there is genetic glitch in the metabolism of folic acid as well that is by birth well that that makes it more complicated <laughs> but interesting thing is that if you take huge amounts of folic acid that glitch is covered so the 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 metabolism that is causing the loss of those folic acid molecules is somehow covered and just you need to take large amounts of folic acid but it is still effective okay so going back to your original research looking at purely looking at valproic acid so you figured out this is where it's causing the problem in the embryo we've we've talked about educating both the the physician talking to the patient etc and obviously that's probably the easiest one to get in but would and I I'm, I don't know if you can do this or not but with with the lab with an, another step being knowing now that this is where the issue is caught the valproic acid is causing is it now this the next phase of, is how can we block the valproic acid affecting the embryo or is it this is it doesn't matter what we try and do the best the best solution is for the mother to be on a different drug for the seizures or mood swings so yeah this comes in the preventive side mm-hmm. interestingly the valproic acid mechanism of action to reduce the epileptic seizures right or affecting on the brain is not exactly that it is causing the teratogenicity so the scope of whole of the research related to valproic acid in the neural tube defects is to identify the molecules that are actually at the spot and being affected by valproic acid itself right and when we know in any field of biomedical sciences such molecules the next step is development of safe drug right development of preventive medicines right and knowing the biomarkers so what are the biomarkers biomarkers are the molecules that we can use to identify that this could happen right. in this patient right in this under this particular circumstance so there's still a lot more to do isn't there it is uh, <laughs> we just that's the thing with anything like you said in biomedical sciences i mean you you figure out one thing and that's just one phase and then there's another phase and then there's another phase and then there's another and, and you must think sometimes it's never ending but each phase before has helped the next one so it, this is how biomedical sciences actually work that you are not the only person working on one issue right there are so many people working in the same field related field or the field that could affect your field and these are just 
pieces of puzzles. Right, right. And a person who collects those pieces of puzzles then ultimately gets a picture and that is the person who may propose preventive uh, measure or better drug right or know how you could prevent or identify the drug side right. effects right this is known as the uh, study of basically the embryo toxicity and uh, this is the prerequisite when you have proposed a drug in the uh, in the process of drug discovery and right. development right you have to test your drug. So, Cedra, first of all, I'd l- like to thank you for coming on. Best of luck with your defence. I know you're just going to be perfectly fine. Your work is really, really important, what you've been doing yourself and the lab. So with, with that, thank you very, very much. Thank you so much, Khalid. So, everyone, that's a, another week of Grad Chat sadly comes to an end, as I say. So don't forget you can download the show tomorrow from either iTunes, Google Podcast, or Stitcher. Just type in Grad Chat. Until next week, this is CJ the DJ signing off with a big hooray. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Hey.